Hello, Be Inspired podcast audience. I'm here today uh, on a mission that um, I feel a little conflicted about because our discussion today has to do with local politics. And it's something, politics are something that just do not sit well with many of us. And I will apologize to my audience if you were hopeful I would never get into this arena. But I must say, I'm here today with Jana Savage, who was a school board member for how long? 10 years. 10 years. And has, is currently heading up a, is it a political action committee? Yes. By the name of Boyertown Forward. That is correct. Okay. Now, I trust Donna to be on the side of issues that are important to me. And so when she asked me if I'd be willing to help her get information out about candidates whom Boyertown Forward is supporting, while I was initially, uh, what do you say, resistant? (laughs) I have reconsidered because I believe, even nationally, that there are so many issues that we need to pay attention to. And just like the mantra says, if you see something, say something, it's our time and my time through whatever means I can to say something to support candidates whom I believe will dedicate themselves to the kinds of values and issues I believe in. All right. That's my introduction and my preface, Don. Now it's time for us to talk about what's really important. Talk to me. What do you want us to know? Pretend I know nothing. All right. All right. I'll start by introducing myself. I'm I'm Donnie Savage. I've lived in the area for nearly 40 years. Uh, My husband and I are now happily retired from careers in pharma, defense, and computer science, and our three children, now adults, graduated from Boyertown. Um, I always volunteered in the schools throughout and beyond their time in school, including the 10 years that I served. uh, God bless you. Thank you for your service. There we go. (laughs) Thank you to the community for electing me to do that service. Um, I'm now chairing a group called Boyertown Forward, which is really a large team of people supporting pro-public education candidates. And it has been an amazing journey so far. Before you go any farther, you're supporting pro-public education, which suggests to me that some of the opposition, the opposing candidates are not supporting public education would you say that's true i would say that's true to some degree so um i've always been very uh adamant about saying pro public education education because the our public education system is the only education entity in existence in our country that is required to educate all students regardless of their learning needs, regardless of their income, race, or gender. So this is a very important institution to some people. I have always described it as the thing that holds our democracy together, that we allow for individual needs and try to accommodate them. Absolutely. Different than private schools who are able to draw or who do draw from a certain demographic 
and you know can pick and choose whom they want to educate. Yes, and that may be limited by the family's ability to pay or yeah. the students that they want there at their school to bolster their reputation yeah. or their or their mission. Yeah. Which yeah. might be different than yeah. that of public And their schools. bottom line? Usually profit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. So anyway, so I'd I'd love to share this journey, a little bit about this journey and the origins of Boyertown Forward, which really came about very organically. It became with a few people talking among ourselves about concerns about the direction of the district under the current board and and recognizing that it could get even worse with this upcoming election. Um, So we just were chatting toward the end of 2022 and by January we engaged a large group of people that were so passionate about helping us. But we didn't have any candidates. <laughs> no. um, so we asked people to kind of extend the net a little further and ask about. And within two weeks, we exceeded finding six candidates to run for the two open positions across the three regions. Now, before you go on, and I'm sure you're going to introduce those candidates to us, but what, why the concern? What? I mean, I know there's concerns. Mm-hmm. I know there are issues out there, you know, but really, really concerned about the direction of education to yeah. put something like this together. Talk to me about right. the concerns. Yeah, so really the stakes have never been higher. So having run for school board three times, um, Historically, the difference between the candidates has been their views on that of fiscal responsibility and what that meant to be. Taxes. Mostly taxes, how they intend to balance that local tax burden with the financial needs of our school district. And I have to tell you, as a senior citizen, that is a concern. And it's always been a challenge. Always. Our state has over time reduce the portion that they give to our public schools. What's the percentage today? It's now less than a third comes from the state. I remember when I first started, and I'm old folks, you know that. (laughs) But when I first started teaching in Boyertown, it was like something in the 40s, like 49, or maybe it was even half. It started at 50. There you go. That was the idea. 50 would be supported by the state, 50 by your local community. And that over time has eroded. And at the same time, the state has put more mandates on our schools that are costly. And you know what, Donna, that's something that I think most people don't understand, and I certainly didn't for many, many years, how costly the mandates are. Things that the state and national, whatever, regulations say schools must do. There's very little, very little portion of the budget that you can play with. Yes, one of our very experienced um, CFOs of the school district, one of the administrators, used to tell the board that we had about 10%. That's what I thought. Yep. And the rest of it must be spent doing the following things that somebody, that the rules are. That's correct. So that is a really important issue. That's huge. Yes. And it's a really challenging issue. And it's a really valid issue to um, have campaign discussions about. However. However. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You don't don't want to say it. Years ago, Steve Klein came into one of my general sections to talk about these kinds of things. 
what you need to know as citizens when you graduate, you know, about school boards and taxes and things like that. One of the things, and again, I'm numbers are have never been my best friends. Okay, words are, but um, one of the things that shocked me was the realization that how much does it cost to educate a child today in Boyertown School District? Do you know? Do you have that figure? I don't have that figure at my fingertips. I knew when I was on the board, and it continues to go up and up and up. It's like uh, it's maybe I think at the time. Steve was there. It was like $7,000 a child. I think, but don't quote me, it's around $13,000 for a regular ed student. There you go. Um, And special education students are way more than double that. And a family with two children does not contribute in their taxes enough to cover. That's correct. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Which makes it really difficult and is the reason that you know we seniors who say i don't have any children in school anymore why am i still paying taxes the reason is because what the taxes cover do not cover the children of a two-child family even and because having a strong school does make your entire community stronger. Well, so there you go. Ways. And I've interrupted you. So <laughs> continue it now. People to I our think... community. It attracts businesses to our community. It creates a base of educated people who can then, after graduation, contribute to your community. So there's so many reasons. Well, I and I always rationalized that it kept the value of my home up there Mm -hmm. because that's right. You know, dealing with realtors as I do uh, in Paul's business, my husband's business, uh, I know that people look to buy homes in Boyertown area school district because of the reputation of the schools, and that keeps the value of our homes. High. Yes, that's right. And, you know, and not to mention the fact also that we end up with an educated community and lots of cool things and, you know, people who are involved and educated and smart and do wonderful things. So, (laughs) very good. So, I think I cut us off at what are the big issues and what are we concerned about? So, So, that is a very important issue. However, it's been very overshadowed by the work of some national political organizations like Moms for Liberty that are working to find and fund candidates to do their bidding. Um, These candidates are promoting book banning. They're challenging and attempting to eliminate the social and emotional support programs provided to our most vulnerable children in our schools. They're pushing the false narrative of parental rights which I'll talk a little bit more about maybe later. And they're sowing distrust between parents and teachers, which limits the educational benefits for our children in our schools. And so this is why this group of us really was concerned because we currently have some of these people on our board and then some of the newer candidates are also associated with these organizations. Okay. That's scary. 
I'm I mean, as a former scared. English teacher, book banning is not high on my <laughs> <laughs> on my list. No, it is high on my list of concerns. Mm-hmm. Is what I what I what I mean to say and want to say. So where, yeah. So can you talk a little bit then about the candidates' positions? Yeah. Well, can I tell you a little bit more about when we started and what we were looking Please for? Please do. And yep. candidates. Yep. Um, so what we were really looking for was to find candidates who would work together as a team towards solutions yeah. that were committed to the vision of the district, which in short is to enable all students to succeed in a changing world. And this is what we meant by pro-public education. And that would focus on the important work of the board and the priorities of our school district and candidates that believe that like we do that politics have no place on the Boyertown board. So in contrast, the current board spends a lot of time on petty squabbling and spends an inordinate amount of time on small issues and very little time on important issues like the $135 million budget that they're responsible for, Mm -hmm. or student achievement. Their time spent on those things in the past year can be spent, can be measured in minutes, not hours, minutes. And some board members and candidates are also bringing these national political agendas to the boardroom, rather than focusing on what's important at Boyertown. Those national organizations don't know what Boyertown needs. They don't even know Boyertown exists. And we've seen these board members delving into fishing for things that relate to these national political agendas. And they keep coming up empty, quite honestly, but they keep pushing and keep spending time in the boardroom on these national agendas. So, okay, so that's, so we're looking for, I kind of went off on a little tangent. So (laughs) what we're also looking for in candidates is a diverse set of skills and talents and perspectives to bring to the board table. Yeah. Diversity is important. Diversity of thought results in really great ideas and solutions. And we're looking for folks who understand that families are the most important part of a child's life. And that must include a partnership between teachers, with their teachers, to advocate for their own child's learning needs and their own family values. Our schools have these policies in place, and I think parents know know that. They have a right to review the curriculum. They have a right to exempt their children from instruction if it doesn't um, align with their family's values. And they have a right to request that library books certain library books not be taken out by their children. Yeah. So it's important for me to distinguish at this point the term parental rights that some of our opponents are using. And what that really means is the right of some to determine what is right for other people's children. Right, right, right. Because the parents do have rights. They're here. And They're built the, into these policy. kinds of, I, you know, in teaching, and I've been out for 18 years now, but I mean, I know we had policies. If you object to a book that's being offered in my classroom, a parent could, you know, could object, and there was a procedure in place for them to explain why. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, so this is not new. And it's I think you're new. right. 
I think you're right. I mean, we, yeah, I think you're right. Parents have the right, always have, to be partners with their teachers, to enhance their children's education if something they, if something they feel, if they feel something is missing, they have a, in fact, what um, when we had parent conferences at school, the most frustrating thing was that parents didn't come. Parents' nights, empty classrooms, or just a scattering of people. And yet we knew, and I appreciate that everybody's busy, but please know always that educators want parents to be involved because parents are the most important people in a child's life and working together, everything works better. But again, as you said, you know, we want the right to be involved in our children's education and to decide what's right for our children, but it's not appropriate for me to decide for everybody else's. And you gave the teacher's perspective. I can give the parents' perspective there. And I know <laughs> that through those parent conferences and through other conversations that I had with those teachers and the partnerships that I built, my, my students did benefit. There were times where I was asking for things that the school had trouble delivering and we had conversations. And there Excellent. were other times where I helped them understand my child a little bit more so that they had more insight often in a very large classroom where they were very challenged to, to see these small things in quiet children yeah. um, that, that really benefited my kids and allowed them to make like maybe one little change that made the world of difference for and my I child. Tell you what, one of my absolute favorite stories from teaching was uh, about invo- involving parents again with a child who was you know, behaving poorly in class. You know? And I tried all my tricks first. And when nothing worked, then you get it. Then then you invite the parents to come in and say, "Let's talk about your child and see what we can do and develop a plan." And so the plan that we came up with and ultimately presented to the child was, "Okay, this is what we're looking. You know, this is the behavior we're looking for. And you know, if you can do that, if you can behave in these ways appropriately, then these are your rewards. But we need to know what you would value, right?" And I'll never forget this big senior, okay, who was, you know, being difficult in class. What he ended up requesting at the end of the two weeks in which we made this contract with him, what he ended up with was he wanted chicken dinner with his entire family because he was living with his grandparents and he hadn't seen his brothers and sisters for a long time and wanted just an afternoon to get together. And I mean, I was blown away. I mean, so (laughs) teachers partnering with parents is what it's all about Mm -hmm. in order to help children grow and develop and behave and, you know, and learn. So good. Excellent. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's what we're looking for. Like the, the, the belief in the vision of our school district the focusing on important work, the diverse skills, the diversity, and understanding the importance of parents and families in a child's life, and then their dedication to, to strategic and responsible planning. 
So what we found yes. was amazing. Okay. So I would say we exceeded our expectation. Amazing in what way? Well, this bipartisan group of six men and women meet all of those criteria. Above. Bipartisan? Bipartisan. We have people from, multiple people from both parties awesome. uh, running in this group. Um, and they all currently have, soon will have, or very recently had, children in our Boyertown schools. Okay. And most of them have some sort of educational background or experience. And they're demonstrating a strong commitment to the job that they hope to be elected to. So they're out there learning what it means to be a school board member and learning about our schools. And they're very busy right now knocking on doors and attending community events just to listen and learn what our community expects from our schools. And I'm just so proud of them. I'm seeing them support each other. I'm confident of what I will see if they're in a boardroom that they will be something we'll all be proud of in well, terms of their behavior. Well, did they all? Like one of the things you were concerned about was these, these other, the, the oppo- let's just say opposing candidates, the candidates you are not supporting are involved in national groups of some kind. Do you see any of that in the candidates that you are? No, we don't. So they've been using their own personal funds to purchase their signs and their materials for their campaign. Okay. And then we we created this Boyertown Forward pack so that we can assist them with that. So we're soliciting for local funds yeah. because that's where we want people, if people want to support us. They can provide a support in that way, and it's coming from local funds to support local needs. So are you saying the opposition is garnering money from non-local? We fully expect that they will. We've, we've heard okay. words. Okay. Um, we've seen <laughs> things that lead us to believe that they will be spending much more money on their campaign yeah. from us, and they yeah. will probably be getting that money from these national-level organizations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what do you see to be? Oh, maybe I should not interrupt you yet again. Were there any other things you want the public to know about this election or about your candidate? Um, I can tell you a little bit about the re- the candidates okay. in each region. Do f- go for it. Okay, so um, region one... Oh, that's mine. That's yours. <laughs> and it's a mess, right? <laughs> yeah. So I, I can quickly like say, you know, if you live in Bally, if you live in the borough of Bally, Bechtelsville, or Boyertown Voting Precinct 1, that's a change. <laughs> oh. um, so I think that's the part of Boyertown I understand that's like mostly above the railroad tracks. Okay. Um, or Colebrook Township, Earl Township, or Washington Township. You have a two-year seat to elect and a four-year seat to elect. So um, Michelle Swicefort is running for the two-year seat, um, supported by Boyertown Forward. Um, She's the parent of two recent Boyertown grads, and she has a career in insurance for nonprofits, or risk management, as we like to say. Um, Her opponents our, her opponent is um, Marianne Scott, who was appointed to the board 
uh, due to a vacancy. And Marianne does outwardly project the Moms for Liberty messages in the boardroom and on her campaign signs and social media about pornography in our schools, questioning the social and emotional programs we have for our children. Uh, she has no CRT on her signs, which is not even a thing in our schools. Um, and she keeps asking, keeps finding nothing, and continues to, to look. Um, there is another person running uh, named Lindsay Warmington. We really don't know much about Lindsay. Um, we believe that she was kind of enlisted to run by um, a current board member, uh, Ruth Theroff. Okay. So that's Michelle. And then Krista um, is running for the four-year seat. She is a parent of a future Boyertown student. Um, she's a former teacher who currently leads a national cybersecurity program in healthcare. Um, she does counseling and promotes STEM programs. Um, so she has a lot of insight into what students need when they leave our schools. Um, her opponent is Chris Nyman, who is the the incumbent, and I would say I would describe her as uh, Chris's polar opposite. Yeah. Um, Chris is also associated with Moms for Liberty, and uh, if anyone has seen board member board meetings, they would agree that her behavior can be quite toxic in the boardroom. Okay. My yeah. Go ahead. So that's region one. Okay. Um, in so in region, region one, we have Michelle Swisebert. Mm -hmm. And Krista Arndt. Krista Arndt. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then in Region 2, people will be voting for two. We'll say vote for two. Okay. Um, region 2 is the other part of Boyertown Borough called Voting Precinct 2. Um, Douglas Township, Berks, and Douglas Township, Montgomery. Okay. This is a change, too, because yeah. part of Douglas Montgomery used to be in Region 3. Yeah. It is no longer. All of... Douglas Montgomery is now in Region 2. And so if our voters get confused about about what region they're in these days, they should go to? There's several places. So we have resources on our Boyertown Forward Facebook page. Okay. The school district also has the um, the regions described on the Meet the Candidates. Okay. Or Meet the Board Members okay. page. Okay. Um, so in Region 2... We have Lisa Hogan, who is an incumbent. She was first elected in 2019. Yep. Lisa has a child attending our schools, and she, as anyone has seen board meetings, can attest. She is a model of respect, integrity, thoughtful questioning. Um, she's a great public education advocate outside of our boardroom. And she really focuses on our students. In and I tell you, I have sent different emails and messages, you know, you know, reply all or send all or whatever to all the board members. And she really is the only one who has ever responded. And she's also a full-time student working on a college degree. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> she's a busy lady, but uh -huh. I have enjoyed meeting her on different occasions and, and respect the fact that she communicates. Yes. And... As a former English teacher, that's really important to me. <laughs> yes. And the second person that, that Boyertown Forward is supporting is Joe Piccioni. Mm -hmm. Joe uh, currently has two children that attend our schools, and he has a career teaching science and history. Is he currently teaching? Yes. And is he the one that has... Yes, he's the one that has some really interesting videos. 
Yeah. On his Facebook page that I that does. I enjoyed watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I loved what he had to say at some points. He said, Yeah, 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 parents have a right. But schools aren't hiding anything. I mean, do not create these. Cons- he didn't say this. I'm saying this. Do not create these conspiracies because we have nothing to hide. We want you to be involved. And I love that he said that because right. that, I think that really speaks well. All right. So their opponents are um, two incumbents, uh, Roger Updegrove. Okay. Um, Roger uh, hasn't really communicated his views very much in his four years on the board. Um, But he has recently connected himself through newspaper ads with Chris Nyman and Marianne Scott. Okay. And then Jim Brophy um, is also an incumbent. um, And he, I'll just say, he's become unpopular with the entire board and many members of the community uh, due to his authoritarian and non-transparent approach to his role as board president in wow. the prior year. Wow. And, of course, board meetings can be seen online these days. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so I welcome anyone so who hears me talking about... don't take Donna's right. word for it. <laughs> I mean, watch the board meetings. Watch anyone. <laughs> any Anyone at all. So, anyway. Okay, go ahead. All right, and then in Region 3, which is the easiest to explain, it's New Hanover and Upper Frederick Townships. There you go. Um, Their ballot will also say vote for two. Um, So the candidates that Boyertown Forward supports are Brad Updegrove and Matt Hook. Brad Updegrove has two children currently attending our schools. Um, His parents taught at Boyertown. Mm-hmm. I think I had heard that you were actually Brad's teacher at one point. Yay. And, um, <laughs> Hopefully he has, he has good memories. <laughs> um, he has a master's in communications and right now he's spending his time focusing on his kids and students. He's substitute teaching and coaching sports. Uh, Matt Hook has two children currently attending Boyertown also and he has is in has a career in education. Over his time in education, he's taught English yeah. and special ed and behavioral health services is what he's mostly involved in now. So their opponents are um, two ladies named Jessica Skelton and Wendy Krauts, Kratz, I'm sorry. Um, Jessica, we don't know much about her except that she homeschools her children Okay. And some of her posts on social media about the deficit in our schools have just kind of indicated that she doesn't, she has a lot to learn about okay. how school funding works, but okay. maybe doesn't realize that. Okay. Um, and then um, Wendy Kratz, um, who also is very involved with, we believe, well, both of them are listed on the Montgomery County Monster Liberty membership list. And uh, Wendy has uh, mentions parental rights in her posts and uses some of that language as well. Yeah, yeah. And well, we know that both of those ladies are connected with Mary Ann Scott as well. Okay, well, I was amazed um, with this parents' rights things that the House passed. Is that right? Um, you know, they're looking, what I, when I read the document, it looked like they were advocating for two parent conferences a year. And um, everybody, I mean, 
just that the budgets be publicized, that any any incidents of violence be publicized. I mean, things that already exist. So I guess making mountains out of molehills. I think that's a lot of it. Is that what it is? Yeah. Just making making drama mm-hmm. is what I understand. Helping, working off fear. Yes, and distrust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. So, um, yeah, so, you know, we talked a little bit about why so much concern now. Yes. And it is about this sowing of fear in people and, yes. and distrust and misinformation. Um, and I think, you know, speaking about this and talking to people, the goal of promoting pro-public education candidates makes sense and seems obvious to most of us yeah. in the Boyertown community, right? I mean, I know that most people understand that strong schools make strong communities. Right. Most families know that partnerships between parents and teachers are welcome and important. Most families trust and respect their the teachers and the staff and know that the teacher's job has become more and more challenging over time. Most families know how important all of the roles in our schools are the counselors, the librarians, the paraprofessionals, the custodians, the bus drivers, and all the staff are for our children and for our schools to be successful. Most families see that our schools from, are, are suffering these days from the staffing shortages. Yep. In high school, they're seeing large numbers of kids spend time in the auditorium every day because there are no substitutes to cover for their classrooms. Or at the elementary level, the way that's playing out is the kids are missing their specials like art and music because their specials teachers are substituting for the regular yeah. classroom teachers. Yeah. So they know that we need this, these candidates and they know that we need to win, that these candidates need to win. But I'm, I'm really worried. Um, I'm worried because historically... The outcome of primary elections is uh, often not reflective right. of our community. Right. Um, and, and there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, one is that in local or odd year elections, you see a, a much lower turnout. There's nothing like high profile things like presidential elections or right. Senate or governor driving people out to the polls. Right. Um, Primary, and then in addition, low election, low turnout on odd-numbered election years, but even less in the primary. Many people don't even know when the primary is happening. It is right. May sixteenth, by the way. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> <laughs> so and by one needs to be registered by May first. That's what I thought, mm-hmm. which is soon. It's very soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you want a mail-in ballot, you have until May 9th to request a mail-in ballot. I just got notice that mine's on its way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and then in addition, the turnout at elections is not reflective of the overall demographics. Yeah. So... Now, what it, that means is those of us who are seniors and retired get to the polls. Younger people who are so busy raising families and getting home exhausted from their jobs and, you know, going to their children's sporting events, just think they don't have the time to stop and vote. And yet, 
the decisions being made are for their children. They have the biggest stake in the game. They do so vote. Young people, people with families, let us know what your values are. What do you value in your education? So my, my, that's why I'm worried because the people who have the biggest stake in the game game. tend to not turn out to vote in very high numbers. Yeah. Um, and, and then thirdly, um, people often say, I don't vote because I don't know anything about these people. And it's true. Local candidates typically have less resources available to them to get out there and communicate who they are. It costs dollars to run an election. It really does. And so it, that means it's more difficult for voters to find out information about those people. So our candidates, for example, are using their personal funds and we're supporting them with locally raised funds so that we might have a broad mailing. It's something they probably could not afford right. themselves. Um, but we have credible, credible reason to believe, like I said before, that our opponents will be backed and funded by these national organizations yeah. that have a lot of money to threat them. Yeah. So people might hear a lot more about other candidates. They might see more signs. Yeah. But remember that it's probably from money that's coming from outside of our school right, district. Right, right, right. So we're asking our podcast audience today, if you have additional questions, Facebook, Boyertown Forward, yeah. website. Yeah, um, yeah. So, um, And there's a candidate forum yes. coming up. Talk about that. Okay. So um, what you can do to educate yourself about the candidates. Um, So information about the pro-public education candidates backed by our Boyertown Forward organization can be found on our Boyertown Forward Facebook page. Okay. Still working on the website. So apologies (laughs) to those who don't do Facebook. But if you do do Facebook, um, there we have a lot of information not just about our candidates, but about how to vote, how to register to vote, how to request the mail-in ballot. Right. And can they get in contact with someone like yourself to direct them to that information? Oh, sure. And they can find you at? Um, you can find me. <laughs> um... I tell you what, let me interrupt that for a moment. For those of you who aren't on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. For those of you who aren't on Facebook, part of what um, part of what I'm doing as co-editor of the Boyertown Area Expression is creating some articles that will come to your email address if you are a subscriber to Boyertown, the Boyertown Area Expression. But if you're not, you can always go on the site, which is boyertownareaexpression.town.news, and my job over the next couple of weeks is to create some articles that include some information about each of these pro Boyertown forward candidates. In addition, there will be podcasts. I'm hosting podcasts. I'm inviting people to hold conversations with me over the next couple of days. And you can hear their very voices on Be Inspired podcast beginning, I'm not sure exactly when, but soon. Okay, and I'm just devoting, you know, maybe a week, maybe 10 days, something like that, to trying to get the word out about how important it is to learn 
who's pro-public education, and who is running in your voting region and encouraging you to get out there and vote. And then I promise, folks, if you've listened this far, God love you. <laughs> but I promise to get away from politics. But local politics matter. And too many people take it for granted. So anything else, Donna? Well, let's talk a little bit more about the candidate forum because okay. that is an opportunity there for are. people to learn about every one of their candidates. So I just saw today that St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church right here in Boyertown is hosting a candidate forum on May 10th from 7 to 9 p.m. And they are inviting every candidate to participate and uh, they say they will take questions from the people that come to attend. So the way it's run in the past, and I don't know if it will be exactly the same, but uh, people can submit questions as they come into the room. And then the moderator goes through those questions gotcha. and tries to cover. He might not be able to ask every question right. in the time allowed, but ask each candidate the same question so you can hear how they distinguish Excellent. among themselves. Excellent. Excellent, excellent. So uh, mark your calendars, May 10th, 7 p.m. Right John's, here in Boyertown. St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church. So this might be really your best opportunity to really understand and see for yourself what each candidate stands for. Very good. Very good. Anything else you would like to mention? Just please, all listeners, please vote. Whatever, whatever your viewpoint is. Vote. <laughs> we need to know. Yes. What our constituents value. Yeah. And what I hope. They want. Yeah. Out of their schools. And I can't thank you enough for having me here, Jane. Oh, goodness. And yeah. I hope that you enjoy and your <laughs> listeners enjoy your conversation with the candidates. I'm sure up. that I will. But thank you so much for joining us today, Donna. And for my uh, podcast audience, God bless you again. And please understand, it's important to vote. It's important to our entire democracy to have strong public schools. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you, Jane.